I had been subconsciously trained to like be addicted to the scroll. Like it's like slot machines. Like it's not lost on me that there are people in Vegas who will sit there and do the same fucking thing. Pull that lever, you know, or me swiping my finger to get that dopamine hit of content or a puppy video or somebody selling something or whatever it is. It's the same fucking thing. All these things have been designed to addict us. Welcome back to the Finding Fearless podcast. I am your host, Madeline Pratt, and there is something on my brain and my heart today that I want to talk to y'all a little bit about. As many of you know, you know, the Fearless Foundry team, the team that works with me, incredible, incredible women. You know, there's a dozen of us now. We're still growing, we're hiring. So if you're looking for work, check out the careers page on our website. But we are an amazing team of powerhouse marketers, and we work with amazing founders from all around the globe to help them with everything from email marketing to social media to PR, websites, digital advertising. I'm like, if it's on the internet, we do it from a marketing perspective, but we also do a lot of brand strategy work. As is the nature of being in business and being in proximity to so many early stage brands, we start to notice trends in a way that, you know, if you were just out there, you know, being an entrepreneur or, you know, not even owning a business, but just watching other business happen, we start to notice trends a little bit faster than the average person because we are in proximity to them all day long as we create content for our clients. And there is a trend that has been going on for the past couple of months that I want to talk about a little bit because it is something that I'm wrestling with myself in my own life. And I have watched a lot of my friends kind of resonate and wrestle with as well. And it is what I'm calling the social media exodus. So it kind of started during COVID. I feel like it was like this thing, you know, where influencers or celebrities started doing it. You know, everybody was like, I'm going to take a digital detox. You know, I'm going to take like 30 days. Appreciate you so much for following me and supporting me on this journey, but I'll be back next month. Right. And at first it like seemed like this thing where it was like, oh, like, as if we're going to miss you, like as if we're all going to lose out because I don't know, Chrissy Teigen isn't going to be online for a few minutes. But what it actually percolated in our culture is this realization that like we have all been living our lives online. And particularly, I think during the pandemic where we couldn't connect with each other in any other way, we all hit this wall where it was like, we just want to live in the real world with real people doing real things, going outside, going to restaurants, doing activities, all that stuff. And we didn't realize how much we took that shit for granted. You know, I didn't. I mean, it's like I was talking with my team this past week because I went out to like a really glorious lunch with two of my team members. And it was at my favorite restaurant in Seattle. It's called Matt's in the Market. It's Overlook's Pike Place Market. And everything they serve up there is just like, mm, like it is perfection. And we just had the most beautiful lunch. And we had a beautiful bottle of rosé. And we caught up and we talked about the team and we strategized. And I just marinated in that moment because it was something that I hadn't done in such a long time. And also, I couldn't help but notice I used to go have lunch there all the fucking time. I used to have an office a couple blocks away. It was my go-to spot when clients or leadership and my company was in town. And I would blaze in and out of there in like a one-hour lunch. And not even really remember what I had because it was like, oh, just another part of doing business. And 
I think there is something about our lives right now where we really want to savor things in the real world. Because now that things are starting to open up and we want to you know, go out and do things, we want to do it in a way where we're fully present. Because I think we realize that we weren't in the past, you know? And it's like, it's this funny little thing of like, you know, anytime I'm at my kids' sports, you know, or was pre-pandemic, or anytime, you know, we were up on the mountain recently a couple couple weekends ago. And it's like every parent there, myself included at times, is pulling out a cell phone to take a little video, you know. And if you're not, you know, posting it to Facebook so your grandparents, you know, or the kids' grandparents can see, you know, you're sharing it on Instagram because it's cute. And I'm totally guilty of this. You know, I love creating content. I'm a creator at my core. But I reached this point in December where I just couldn't do it. I felt like I was following a formula and the formula was kind of laid down on me by the fact that I've been writing a book and the book, you know, as I started to, to work with different editors and things like that, I kept hearing this feedback of like, well, if you want to, you know, get your book in, into any sort of, you know, publishing situation that's going to be credible and you want to get yourself in front of like good agents or anything like that, like you need to have 10,000 Instagram followers. And I was like, really? Like, I won't even be considered like, even if the work is good. And it was like, no, no, if you want to get your book published, you've got to have 10,000 Instagram followers, which I don't for the record. I don't even have a thousand Instagram followers yet. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like I'm a good writer. I know that this book is important. I know the stories I'm sharing here need to be heard. Everyone who's read it is like, give me more. And yet this was what was in the back of my mind every time I was posting. So I was obsessively posting and being like, how many likes did I get? How many followers did I get? Is the content engaging enough? What do we need to change about it? Versus just sharing something because we wanted to share it you know, sharing because I felt inspired, creating content because I wanted to. No, I was posting every single day because if I didn't, the algorithm would ignore me and even less people would see it and even less people would be engaged in it. Then I wouldn't get any more followers. And sometime in December, I was like, fuck this hamster wheel I'm getting off. I stepped off of social. It was like kind of right around end of the holidays. I took, I took, you know, 10 days off at the end of the year, along with the rest of my team. And I didn't get back online for about a month in terms of social posting. I just, and I told my team, I was like, I'm sorry. I just can't bring myself to do it right now. Like I just, I just can't, I don't want to, I don't have anything I want to say and I'm not going to post again until I do. And of course on January 21st, it was my, my little, little wonderful, tiny human's fourth birthday, Alder's birthday. And I wanted to share about that. So I posted again and then slowly I started posting again, but I really changed the way that I am sharing. I'm only sharing when I feel called to, when it's an idea that came through organically. I'm not pre-scheduling any of my posts anymore. I'm just sharing when I have the time and when I feel called to create something. And the thing that I noticed, well, there's been a couple of things, but one of the things that I noticed I was not the only one in this. I started talking to a lot of people as I was doing this process and, you know, kind of figuring out how I felt and like, especially not being on Instagram for a month. I was like, holy shit, I'm addicted to Instagram was the first realization, which like fun fact, 
I just dare you. I dare you if you have not done this before to delete Instagram from your phone. And I didn't actually even delete it. I had just logged myself out so that I had to like have an extra thought process to log in in order to do it. And holy shit, to watch myself every morning. It was the first thing I would do was click that icon and I'd hit the login screen. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But it was not even like a conscious thing that I was doing. It was like, I had been subconsciously trained to like be addicted to the scroll. Like it's it's like slot machines. Like I, it's not lost on me that there are people in Vegas who will sit there and do the same fucking thing, pull that lever, you know, or me swiping my finger to get that dopamine hit of content or a puppy video or somebody selling something or whatever it is. It's the same fucking thing. All these things have been designed to addict us. So I got to watch my own neuroses, my own addiction. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's gross. Ugh. You know? And then I talked to other friends and they said the same thing. It was like, man, when I stepped off, I started being so much more present with my kids. You know, that was another big thing I noticed. I was like, so much more game to like just play and hang out and do fun things and not documented. You know? I also noticed that I was just like enjoying things more because I wasn't in this like comparison mode of like, well, how did she do it? And what has she got? And what recipes is she sharing? And how is she so cute? And what filter does she use? Like that all turned off in my brain. And I've noticed, I've really, even now that I'm back on the app, I limit myself to these, like, I don't allow myself to be on the app for more than five minutes, unless I'm creating something that's being posted, like unless I'm creating a reel or something like that, I don't allow myself to be on for more than five minutes because if I'm on there any longer, I start doing that shit. And if I notice myself doing it, I get off and I've actually even started to unfollow any account where I notice myself in any state of negativity, whether that's judgment or comparison or body shaming or, or, you know, any of that, like I've really changed my feed. So it's like memes and, you know, women that are empowering each other and mental health content. It's really uh, puppies, lots of puppies these days, but that change has really changed the way I respond to that. There's something about it. That's not as addictive anymore. I'm it's easier to step off. And of course, you know, the platform keeps changing. The platform keeps you know, the platform isn't, isn't like it used to be. When the platform started out, the content we saw was what was shared by the people we followed. And most of those were either like iconic people, celebrities, or our friends. And then influencers cropped up. And now what the platform does is it shows me shit that isn't even people I know or chose to follow. So ads, obviously, but also it's got suggested posts in my feed. And I'm like, just because I clicked on a picture of great bohemian interior decor doesn't mean I need my whole feed to be that. Thank you. That is what Pinterest is for. (laughs) But jokes aside, it's like the robots have learned me and now they're trying to tell me what I want. And that's gross. I should decide what I want. And so again, I'm changing up my feed, changing up the way I engage with the app. Another thing a friend shared with me that I loved, I really appreciated this comment from my friend, Sarah. They shared that, you know, they have built a secret Instagram account. And I was like, what do you mean a secret Instagram account? And they said, I I really can see how the response of others influences the kind of content I create. So I've built an Instagram account that has zero followers, zero following, and it's a private account. And I'm just using the platform as a way to document my life 
as a visual journal and I write captions if I feel inspired, but it's an archival and an art- artistic expression. And it's basically like this journal for me on my phone that also includes pictures. And I've been using the platform in that way for a little while. And what I've really noticed is the difference in terms of the content I create for myself versus what I create for others to consume. And if you're a creator, you know the difference here. Like there's an art that you make quietly for yourself that you don't really want to share with the world. It's not good enough, or maybe the subject matter is too private. But there's also this side of being an artist where if, because we live in a capitalistic society, you have to monetize what you do. You know, you have to make something that is that is fit for mass consumption in order to make a living. And so what they shared was that, you know, when I'm just creating for myself, I'm not thinking about like, what filters am I using? What hashtags am I using? Who am I going to tag in the post? Is the caption catchy enough or is it too long? They're just able to create. And that really resonated with me, you know? And then I've got other friends who have decided to just bid farewell to social media entirely, or at least partially. One of the biggest changes we're seeing in our, in our agency right now is clients that are finally getting off the rat race that we've been telling them to get off for a long time, which is that, you know, most business owners are like, oh my God, we need a LinkedIn strategy, a Pinterest strategy, a Facebook strategy, an Instagram strategy, a Twitter strategy, a TikTok strategy, and a Clubhouse strategy. And I'm like, no, you don't. You never need that many strategies. Chances are your ideal customer is not on all those platforms because nobody has time for that shit unless they're a social media manager. All they do is sit on social media all day long. We all have our preferred platforms. I can tell you my top three right now are Instagram, Twitter, and oh God, what is the third? The third one kind of varies. Like I'm changing up my hair a lot. So I'm like, I'm loving Pinterest right now for hair inspo. And I also, you know, from a business strategy perspective, use LinkedIn a lot to like connect with my network there. But like, I would bet you that especially if you're a business or a person who has a brand that that you really only need to be picking and playing primarily on three platforms because anything more is too much, quite frankly. And unless you're trying to reach the whole entire world, you don't need to be on every platform. And we have really revamped a lot of our client strategies in the past year to really pick what we call their primary platforms and focus there and craft content that is beautifully designed to reach the audience that they have on that platform rather than this like spray and pray approach of creating generic content and surfacing it up everywhere on the fucking internet. And it's more sustainable for everybody involved from the team that's creating that content to, you know, the leadership that's strategizing to the founder themselves, because especially now with TikTok and Instagram being the way they are, where it's so much video content, we can't just be the creative team making that content for our clients, especially if they're the brand, they have to film that shit themselves. And a lot of founders we know struggle because they're like, I don't have time to just be filming videos all day, you know? And so we teach them batch content strategies and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, especially if you're trying to make money off of social media, like, or get your word out on social media, you've got to choose, like, what do you have the time for? What is actually going to pay off? Where's that actually going to be a return on the investment of the energy? Or is the person that is benefiting at the end of the day from all of this activity, all of this energy, 
just the companies themselves. You know, think about how many time, how much time, how many dollars, how much energy has been poured into these products, these platforms, because they're so addictive. And that, you know, we're all promised that we could we could do something or be somebody or make something off of that platform. So I just wanted to show up and share about this. I'm also curious to know if this is a topic that you guys want to dig deeper into, because as many of you know, I have an amazing social media team at the Fearless Foundry. They are high priestesses of the internet, and they know a lot more about it than I do, particularly TikTok. Like, I have not even been able to touch that platform yet. It just overwhelms me, and I'm worried about how addictive it is. But that team knows everything there is to know. And so if you all want to talk more about, you know, how you're feeling about social media, you know, trends and changes you're seeing in the internet, or hear our team, you know, share about what, what they're doing and strategizing around for our clients, I'm happy to bring them on to have an episode and have a conversation. So the call to action day is, is a little different. I mean, of course, I always love it when you guys rate, subscribe, and review, pass this podcast episode on. But if you have a question for us that is social media related, and you want to see us talk more about it on the podcast, go to my social media profile. So I'm anywhere on the internet at Madeline K. Pratt or the Fearless Foundry at Fearless Foundry is where we can be found. And DM us, say, I listened to the podcast episode. You know, I loved it or I hated it. Tell us what you thought. And also tell us what are the topics in this vein, you know, that you want to hear more about. If there's questions, burning questions you have about social media or feelings you have about it, we would love to hear those from you because chances are there's another listener out there who has the same experience or has the same question. And we'd love to create more content to help us continue this conversation. All right. That is all I have for y'all this week. I hope you're doing well. I hope if you are doing a little digital detox that you're just watching yourself, you're observing how you're behaving on the internet, getting a little conscious about those subconscious things that show up when we we you know spend so much of our lives online. All right, take care of yourselves and those that you love. And until next time, I'm your host, Madeline Pratt, and you've been listening to the Finding Fearless Podcast. You've just listened to another episode of the Finding Fearless Podcast that's hosted by me, Madeline Reeves, produced and edited by the talented Caitlin Howard of Amplify Boutique, and music by Micra. This has been a Fearless Foundry production. All audio is recorded and owned by Madeline Reeves and the Fearless Foundry.